This program is presented by the MCTV Network, a service of the City of Midland, Michigan. This presentation coincides with programming on Midland Government Television, covering government affairs in the City of Midland. The following presentation of the Midland City Council will begin in a moment. The Midland City Council is the city's legislative body that sets policies, approves budgets, determines tax rates, and adopts ordinances and resolutions to govern the city. It is made up of five elected officials that represent the wards in which they reside, and councilmen are elected to two-year terms. The mayor is elected from among the council members by vote of the city council. City council meetings are held at 7 p.m. two Mondays per month in council chambers at City Hall. This presentation is provided by the MCTV Network, a service of the City of Midland. Replays of this meeting can be found on MGTV Channel 188 on Charter Spectrum, through Channel 99 on AT&T or on demand at www.cityofmidlandmi.gov. Select meetings are available on MCTV Network's Government Affairs Podcast Channel. You ready to go, Ted? Just about. Good evening and welcome to our April 13th, 2020 meeting of City Council. And Erica, would you please call roll? Honorable Mayor Donkirk? Here. Councilman Arnoski? Here. Councilman Brown Wilhelm? Here. Councilman Hall? Here. Councilman Wozbinski? Here. All right, thank you. Um, I'm going to turn it over to our city manager, Brad Kay, who is just going to provide us um, talk to us a little bit about what our process is going to be this evening. So, Brad. All right. Thank you, Madam Mayor. Obviously, a different set of circumstances for us. This is not the way in which we typically um, hold our public meetings and, and in particular our city council meetings. Um, however, with regards to the uh, stay safe or stay home, stay safe orders and the executive orders um, that apply to local government, uh, coming out of the state under the current COVID-19 um, situation, we do have to adapt and, and uh, change a little bit. Um, you will notice because of that, there are a few changes on our agenda tonight that are unusual. Uh, first, we did not conduct the pledge, which is something that we often do. Um, we kind of figured uh, and brought to our attention, of course, that most of you probably don't have flags in your living rooms or behind you to, to pledge, and so we have skipped that. Um, you'll also notice that the order of our agenda has been uh, altered a little bit uh, from what we would typically do. Uh, the most significant change is that our, our public comments will be held at the end of the agenda this evening um, to provide for any public comments uh, that people wish to share with us, um, as opposed to uh, fo following immediately after the approval of the minutes, which would be normal. Um, in that regard, we are also going to ask anybody who wishes to join and participate with us in that session a little bit differently than we may have in the past. Um, and that is simply asking for everybody to sort of respect the fact that this is an unusual format for us. It's not something that we have had ever to do before. Um, and so we're asking simply that if people do have public comments to respect the, uh, the format, number one, respect the fact that uh, the time is of the essence in trying to hear and get across any public comments from the public will be a little bit more difficult uh, today than it might be otherwise. And so simply to work with us on limiting those comments. 
Um, we would also encourage anyone who does not want to participate um, in an audio sense and participate either by phone or by the Zoom call with us, uh, that they can always share comments through uh, email or other communications with the city and we will follow up on those as well. Um, there are a couple of different changes that are necessary as well in terms of the way that we conduct votes. Uh, first of all, for all members of city council, we ask that when you are making a motion or seconding a motion that you identify yourself by name. Uh, so for instance, it would be uh, Councilman Wasbinski moves for approval of X and it's the same with support so that there is a clear record of who is moving and seconding any of the motions. And then finally, there will need to be a roll call vote on every vote that we take this evening. Um, there are two of them. Uh, one will be dealing with the consent agenda and the other will be dealing with uh, the, the report on the budget, moving that simply forward uh, for publishing and notification on the budget, which will be introduced to you this evening. So um, that covers sort of the basics of it. We do have one other item that came up um, actually after five o'clock today. And I believe the gentleman's online with us, Mr. Rod Rodney Nanny brought to our attention that um, there is a, a printing error on the agenda, which is on both, of course, uh, your iPads you get delivered to you. It's on the city's websites and certainly is published as well in that the webinar ID for this particular webinar had an extra number added to the end of it by mistake. And so just so in the event that anybody is out there um, that does not have that correct number that is either listening to us either by phone is listening to us on MCTV um, or has happened to get this, the true, the proper webinar ID number is 806-576-336. Um, previously had an extra six on the end of that. And the password is 361285. Um, and just to, to explain to council, the concern that was brought forward uh, by Mr. Nanny was that there was an Open Meetings Act violation. Uh, the city clerk, the city attorney and I looked at that and that that type of a typographical error in our opinion does not invalidate the notice. And as such, we are suggesting that we move forward this evening in accordance with the agenda as printed. So with that, Madam Mayor, those are my comments and I'll turn it back over to you. All right, thank you very much. Okay, that takes us to our conflict of interest. Does anyone have a conflict of interest with anything on this evening's agenda? No, Madam Mayor. No, Madam Mayor. No. All right, thank you very much. So that takes us to our consent agenda. All resolutions marked with an asterisk are considered to be routine and will be enacted by one motion. There'll be no separate consideration of these items unless a council member or citizen so requests during the discussion stage of the motion to adopt the consent agenda as indicated. If there's even a single request, the item will be removed from the consent agenda without further motion and considered in its listed sequence in regular fashion. And we have a motion to approve the consent agenda. This is so Councilman Brown-Wilhelm, so moved. Se second, Marty Wisbinski. Okay, we have a first and a second. Any discussion, anyone want an item removed from the consent agenda? Anyone from the public? Madam Mayor, if I may, I'm going to have to allow people to unmute themselves to comment. No, Madam Mayor. Okay. Seeing none, then we have all in favor, please say aye. We have to do a roll call vote, Madam Mayor. Okay. Thank you very much for reminding me of that. Councilman Wazbinski? Aye. Councilman Hall? Aye. Mayor Donker? Aye. Councilman Brown Wilhelm? Aye. Councilman Arnoski? Aye. Okay, thank you. Whew, we made it. 
do that. All right, that takes us now down to <clears throat> item number two, um, which has to do with um, our budget for this year. This is a very high overview, an introduction of the budget. And Mr. Keenan is here to present that to us. So Mr. Keenan, I'm gonna turn it over to you. All righty, I'm gonna share. Okay, almost there, hold on. No, I don't wanna update. Dave, Dave, uh, can I interrupt for just a second while you're looking for that? I'm all set to go, whenever you okay, are. So because this is a very high overview, we are not going to really have questions about the budget. We will be having an opportunity. We have a work session, I believe next week, and then Dave will give these dates in his presentation, I'm pretty sure. And then we'll have two public hearings. So anyone from the public that is here, your opportunity to ask a question about the budget itself will come during those public hearings, or you can certainly um, send one into city and we'll um, address it then. So now with that, I'll turn this over to you. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Madam Mayor. So um, there's a couple of dates that are specified within our city charter when it relates to budget. And the, the first is uh, the date to which the city manager shall deliver the budget to council. And that's by the second Monday of April, which takes us to tonight. So that's really the intent of, of tonight's agenda item is to deliver the budget to council. Um, it then will become a part of public record and available for the public review uh, for starting tomorrow, uh, which I'll talk about in the budget process. So um, this has been an interesting year to say the least. You can see that uh, this poor guy is, he didn't quite make it over the finish line. And um, you know we're about 95% through uh, what, where we ordinarily would be. Some of the things that you will notice when I go through the presentation is we, we don't have the real fancy artwork yet. Uh, that will be coming this week. So you, you won't see that in the presentation. Um, the budget book at the very end, uh, we usually have a, a lot of supplemental schedules that are in there that I don't know if anybody besides me uses, but they are, I find them helpful. Um, those as well will be created this week and, and council will get sort of a replacement version um, for next Monday. None of the numbers will change, but there'll just be some additional content put in there. Part of the struggles we had is trying to deal with departments remotely and, and everybody did their best, but it, but it is different. Um, I will tell you that. And it seemed like every time we thought we had a budget done, then when there'd be another executive order would come out and some of the departments, literally we had to go back and redo some of their budgets um, to, to acknowledge what's going on. So um, I'm pretty comfortable with the budget you have. It's, um, it covers all the operations. It provides a very good overview of, of where we are. So uh, the mayor mentioned some dates and this is the calendar for the budget meeting or the budget season that we're in tonight being the 13th, uh, presenting the proposed budget. Um, next Monday is a special meeting, starts at six o'clock and it will be the opportunity for council to engage staff in questions um, and any other inquiries that they have. And it'll be an opportunity for staff to present to council a much more detailed presentation of the budget. Um, the two weeks following that on April 27th and May 11th, there are two public hearings that the mayor referred to. So uh, those are opportunities for council or for the public to present their questions um, directly to council as it relates to the budget. Then the other date that's pretty much in stone uh, by the city charter is the adoption date for the budget. And that has to be by the fourth, no later than the fourth Monday in May. And this year that falls on Memorial Day. So we will be prepared 
to present council with a, an adoption document on May 18th. And hopefully if we've done our, our work right, um, we'll be in a position to do that and it will become effective July 1st. Um, typically I would tell people if they wanna view the document, they would be able to go to the library or they could come into city hall. Um, but I had to kind of, I guess, soften that presentation a bit because those buildings are closed. Um, what we do always do though, is we put the, the, uh, the budget on the website so even though you can't physically get a hard copy of it at the library or at the clerk's office, um, you can certainly visit the city's website at the address shown and the budget will be available in a very uh, obvious place. We do have public hearings that are coming up. I'm gonna drag these pictures over here. There we go. Um, as mentioned before, where the public can provide comments, there's also our comment line. They can also email us or use our regular mail. Any of these will be fine. Um, and we will get the input uh, that you provide. So moving out of the budget, uh, every year we establish the budget uh, in accordance with three goals. I think John Lynch started these maybe his first year he was city manager, so it goes back a ways. Uh, but they're very effective um, and they're general enough that gives us a lot of guidance. And so we continue to support these. So in addition to that, there were some directives when council met back in January that provided the staff um, maintaining public services, the, the thought was we're not ready to make any adjustments to that at this point, so we want to keep those at the highest level we can, and we built the budget with that in mind. Flood response plan implementation, I'll talk a little bit more about this, but um, at that point I requested whether council would be amenable to providing some additional support to both the stormwater fund and the wastewater fund as they actually start implementing uh, some of the, the plans to respond to the flood that we had in 2017. And those, fund, those funds are included in this budget. The public safety millage, um, just a refresher uh, for two reasons. Uh, we had a, a pretty significant increase in our uh, required funding for the public safety millage. And after discussion with council, they agreed that we need to fund that and we would allow the separate public safety knowledge that we have to increase appropriately so we can provide adequate funding for that without it being at the expense of the other milliages. So that is also included. Um, city hall improvements, part of the grand plan at some point is to um, update city hall to make it more efficient, to make it more safe. Um, and that obviously costs money. We've been sort of saving for that a little bit at a time, but we really wanted to sort of jumpstart that. We were able to put some money aside for that, um, and I'll talk about that again, not to the extent that I would have liked, but because of some of the things that are going on, um, you know, maybe this is something we could talk, come back and talk about um, later on. But we did put some money aside for city hall improvements. Uh, personal property tax reimbursement, just a refresher. We usually get these payments twice a year. Uh, we get one in uh, November, October, November, which is the the, the, the true intended reimbursement from the state, but then there's the additional funding that they have and they allocate and that comes out in May. The problem is, is we don't get that number until after we have to adopt the budget. So, um, and we know mechanically, there's gonna be some changes going on over the years as it relates to personal property tax. So we've taken a fairly cautious stance on this and only um, are recognizing a portion of that. Um, in this case, it was a million six of the May 2020 payment that I expect to be in excess of three and a half million. And the same situation would apply uh, for May of 2022. So we did incorporate that revenue into the amended budget for this year, as well as for next year's budget. 
Uh, we talked about the thorough department reviews that we started about a year ago. Um, after conversations at council, I think you all agreed that that's a very good idea that we should be doing that to look for uh, structural and operational efficiencies and, and look for priorities. So I gave us a half a check mark there because that's actually going to be ongoing um, over the next, well, it's going to be ongoing or into the future. So we've certainly got a good start on that. I can tell you that um, it's been kind of stifled a little bit given what's going on with all the executive orders, but it is it is the uh, right at the front of uh, the priorities for the different staff. Talking about the millage, um, scoot this over so I can see my own slide here. Um, so what you have here is the chart you've probably seen in the past, you, you remember it. Last year, we adopted a budget, a budget for the 1920 year that we're currently in, and it looked like this. The proposed budget for 2021 um, is in the next column over, and it includes some increases. We, uh, the additional funding to give to the stormwater shows up on the general operations. I'm sorry, wastewater. The additional funding to give the stormwater shows up under this portion. Um, and then we talked about increasing the separate millage to pay for the public safety pension requirements, and that shows up here. So if you recall, uh, this 15.5460 is the number uh, that council allowed me to increase up to uh, when we discussed in January so that we could meet some of the additional uh, objectives. So that's the millage rate that's being proposed. You can see the different changes um, as, it, as it occurs. You'll notice that the, um, the voter approved debt millage has gone down slightly. The reason for that is, is because uh, we had some additional funding come in for personal property tax reimbursement as a result of an error that they made two years ago that I caught and they reimbursed us last year. So we're required to spend that money down before we can levy additional tax dollars. And so that accounts for the reduction in the millage rate there. Moving over to water and sewer. Um, so the top line, this would be June 30, 2021. The proposed budget includes 4% rate increase for water and a 2.5% rate increase for sewer. If you look at those um, from the perspective of being a typical household, you can expect the billings to go up about $6.16 per quarter per year. Now, I will make some comments about this. You can see if you go down the schedule, we're typically between 5 and 7%, uh, 5 and 6% actually in our rate increases. So as we, as we go through the budget process, um, in particular with the, the wastewater fund or the sewer, uh, there are a lot of financial challenges that are being presented um, so that we can try to make progress with our, our, our response to the flood, um, as well as keep business as usual going. So one of the things that we may need to consider moving forward is if there's a way that we can increase these slightly more and still be, um, comparative to our, our comparable communities. Um, the water fund, when I talk about their fund balances, they're, they're fairly healthy right now, but there is a lot of improvements um, that are out there uh, that were part of the capital improvement plan that if you go out two or three years, it shows that they've pretty much depleted their fund balance. So there are some, that's in a little different situation because there's some things we can do there with our agreements, with our uh, industrial partners, as well as our neighboring townships. Um, in addition to looking at rates itself. So there's some opportunities to infuse some new revenue into that fund. And we may have to just take a, another look and reprioritize some of the capital that we have going on. Um, that's a long answer for looking down the road. The budget that you are going to uh, be reviewing includes this top line here in terms of rate increases. 
Uh, so there is some good news. I mentioned that uh, next month we'll get about at least three and a half million dollars of uh, personal property tax, of which we've only considered 1.6 within the budget being proposed. So this gives council the ability to make some pretty impactful decisions um, in the short term without providing any negative impacts on the general fund budget. Um, so that's important to keep that in mind as we move forward. Uh, the budget includes all funding requirements for employee benefit plans and other debt requirements that we have. Uh, in January, we talked about a number of adjustments that we anticipated having to make to staffing. And sometimes that means um, converting a part-time to a full-time or adding some seasonal people or adding a part-time or uh, re redistributing some of the responsibilities. And so some of those have also been built into this budget as well. And um, when you look at the general fund fund balance, uh, you will notice that the unrestricted fund balance is at 6.4 million, almost 6.5 million. The budget stabilization reserve is at 5.8. The budget stabilization reserve, just to remind you that we had taken part of that last year to, to balance the budget, but then we restored that money in August of this year. So this is the restored amount carried forward. Um, part of the goals that council, uh, when we talked about it is they were, you all indicated that if I could, um, if I could achieve the goals and if I had any extra money left over, I could actually put that towards the city hall improvement. That may be something you wanna consider um, in light of what's going on right now in our community and with the world. Um, we tried to put together a, a pretty safe conservative budget and rather than draw this all the way back down to $6 million and put this money in for capital improvement for city hall, um, we're recommending it, we leave it here uh, if council changes their mind, um, yet this year, early next year, we can always amend budgets when we have a clearer idea of what's going to be, what the outcome is going to be of the COVID-19 pandemic. Looking at individual funds, uh, these are some of our, I guess, bigger funds or funds that may um, cause some stress to either operations or to the general fund. So at the top, you see we've got the major street, local street funds. They're very healthy in terms of how much funding they have. Now, these are these are fund balances that you would see as of June 30, 2021. So I'm looking out at the end of the year that you're that uh, you're asking to being asked to review the budgets for. Um, so as of that date, we would plan on having these funds available. And so we've got two very fun, healthy street funds. The stormwater will be at a million dollars which is okay, um, although two years out, when you look at the fund um, for the projected, second projected year, there is a big expenditure relating to uh, responding to the storm or to the flood response. And so that might be something that we should be taking a look at. Uh, the DDA, over a million dollars, MCTV at 1.6 million. Um, I mentioned the water fund, three million dollars is, is healthy, but um, looking forward, the next three to five years is is very capital intensive. So again, we're going to want to keep an eye on that. Uh, the wastewater fund is is low. Um, this is something that actually um, I'd like to at some point recommend once we get that personal property tax money in um, and we have some surplus funds, an area that council may want to consider is propping this up even a little bit more. I know I know we've done that already, um, but this is pretty important. And as we get farther and farther into this, um, it's apparent that those costs are, are real and we're gonna need some additional funding to, to help that out. And we can talk about that next week when we, when we have the, the work session. 
Uh, the Civic Arena at 736,000, the golf course at 439, so they're both positive numbers and that's all very good for reasons that you probably remember. Um, Washington Woods at half a million. Um, I can't say enough about the work that those folks are doing at, half, at Washington Woods. It's um, a really tough market that they're in right now and, and, and they've done very well. Riverside Place at a million dollars, a parking fund. Parking fund is very similar, which we'll talk about next week. Um, we're still kind of in a holding pattern until we decide to do something. And that's really what this budget was put together for. Uh, we've got some internal service funds that basically help uh, stabilize rates to get charged out to all the other departments and they are healthy. And that's the way we'd like to keep them so that we can help uh, maybe soften some increases that may occur over a year or two without having to pass those on to all the departments. So some of the challenges I talked about COVID-19 um, so if you're talking about um, state shared revenue that is funded by um, sales and use tax, if people aren't spending enough, you know, if the activity is low, the state's not going to have the money coming in. I'm anticipating having reductions for the rest of this year and what receipts are for state shared revenue and, and the first part of next year as well, if this thing carries on. So I, I did some calculations. I basically assumed a 25% reduction in in the rest of this year and next year. And this is this is uh, money that we did not, we had intended on recognizing um, during the budget process, but we no longer are. So between this year and next year in the general fund, that's a $661,000 negative impact. Um, labor costs that don't get charged out. What I mean by this is the general fund has some home accounts that are, um, Primarily it's public works, engineering and traffic service. And those are folks that do work for mainly the major local streets. And if they're not able to do that, that means they're not charging the time out to those different funds. And that means that those costs stay home in the general fund. So this is one of the areas that I had the folks go back and do some calculations to let me know what it would look like through the end of April uh, if our folks aren't actually able to do any more work um, how that's gonna impact the general fund. So this is additional expense that hit the general fund for the year of 1920. Gas and weight tax, much like state shared revenue, if uh, people aren't going to the pumps and filling up their tanks and spending the money, that's not gonna be trickling through the state to be passed back to us. So um, I'm anticipating some funding shortfalls, which will work its way through to lower payments for us. Recreation revenue, again, um, we just went back and looked at the various departments and some of the things that they were anticipating. We kind of pulled back on the projections a little bit, um, just in case, just to try to be safe. I mentioned the golf course. Um, we're estimating from where we would have budgeted, we're going to be about $172,000 light on revenue, and we'll be able to offset some of that with expense reductions of about $65,000. On the Civic Arena, we took a similar approach. Um, 117,000 in revenue with an offset of about 44,000 of expenses. I should tell you that there is a lot going on um, with the state and the federal government in terms of trying to find some sort of uh, financial support for the local units if it comes in the form of um, like furloughs and things like that. So none of that is built into this because it was changing daily and we had to pretty much draw a line in the sand and say, okay, we have to assume certain circumstances and, and build a budget accordingly. So that's why I say we can come back the tail end of this year, first part of next year, when we know where the dust is going to settle 
we could reassess what our available resources are and, and you guys could take another swing at um, things that you'd like to do at that time. Um, talked about funding uh, for areas that are gonna need some more money. The red zone and the flood response implementation costs are significant. Um, are, they're more than, than what uh, you allowed me to put funding towards back in January. Uh, the wastewater fund will show deficit year after next and the stormwater, if you go out two years, will, will be a deficit. So again, we need to take a hard look at that um, in, in connection with everything else and see what we can do to, to remedy that. Um, I set aside 340,000 of savings additional uh, for city hall renovation. So what that means is it's a half a million for the year. If I put that with what we had already been accumulating, it puts us at about a million three. Ideally, I'd love to have that at 2 million or more. Um, but again, we were cautious on some of the revenue projections and the additional expenses and just overall um, wanting to be conservative until we had a better feel. Uh, the defined benefit retirement plans, um, they've been devastated by the market. So, you know, next we're okay this year, but next year it'll start working its way into the actuarial calculations. Uh, MERS is up 14% as of the end of 1231-19. Now they're down 12.45 through the last quarter. Our police and fire pension was up almost 21% at the end of last for last calendar year. They are also down almost 12% as of the ninth. So there is some time to come back, whether they are going to or not, who knows? Um, this is something that is gonna be an issue uh, for next year though. So tonight, uh, really what your, your mission is, is to receive and file the budget for public examination. The resolution is for that. It also directs the city clerk to post notices for both the public hearings um, that are coming up and to publish a comparative budget summary, uh, which we do every year uh, in the Midland Daily News. Uh, the next meeting we have is April 20th. It's a budget work session. It does start at six. And I'm just saying via Zoom video conference um, because can't come to city hall and, and, and watch, at least not as of today. Um, so again, so Madam Mayor, uh, my presentation is done. Again, this was intended to be um, a delivery process to council, um, not engaging council or the public in, in a lot of conversation. Um, council's time is next week, and then the, the public has two meetings after that to do that. So with that in mind, I, I turn this back over to you, and is there anything else you need from me at this point? Okay. I think we're set. Thank you for that, Dave. You're welcome. So all right, so Erica, could you please read the resolution? Yes, this resolution acknowledges receipt of the city manager's proposed budget for the 2020-2021 fiscal year. Orders seem to be placed on file per pu for public examination at City Hall, the Grace A. Dow Memorial Library, and the city's website, and directs the city clerk to publish notice of the public hearings as previously approved by council at its November 18, 2019 regular meeting and directs the city clerk to publish a comparative summary of the budget. All right, thank you. Can we please, will you please unmute yourselves and um, can we have a motion to accept this resolution? Councilman so Brown Wilhelm, so moved. All right, Councilman Hall, second. All right, so we have a first and a second. Any discussion on this? 
Dave, appreciate all the work of you and staff on this. I know it's not easy and we probably have more questions than we have answers right now, but definitely appreciate all the work. Thank you. Uh, Any other? Yeah, quick uh, question on the wording of the amendment. Do we need to modify it in light of the fact that the library is closed and city hall is closed? I was, I was just listening to what Erica just read. Yeah, I think it's probably okay to keep it would be my thought with because once they do open up, I'm sure that we're going to have it available at those points. Yeah, that was my thinking as well. Okay. Good okay. comment and point in bringing that up. Thank you. Anything else? And again, I'd, I'd just like to thank Dave and his staff for going way beyond what every other year is a difficult process. Uh, this year with COVID-19 issues, I know things are changing weekly, daily, even hourly. Um, it's truly a changing live document. Um, I know that the entire city staff has been working on this, trying to keep as many services and trying to be fiscally responsible during this time of constant change. So I know countless hours have been put into this and I, I think all of council truly appreciates it. Well, I will pass it on. I know there are a handful of folks in finance that have put in a lot of hours um, to get it this far. It, and um, I will pass on your appreciation and I, I, I very much appreciate your, your comments as well. So thank you. Anything else? I just wanna support what Marty said. I agree with, he, he said that very nicely. <laughs> thank you, Marty. Okay, then Erica, are you ready to call the vote? Yes. Councilman Arnoski? Aye. Councilman Wazbinski? Aye. Councilman Hall? Aye. Honorable Mayor Donker? Aye. Councilman Brown Wilhelm? Aye. All right. Thank you. That passes 5 0. All right. Now that takes us down to um, public comment. This is an opportunity for people to address um, council on issues that are relevant to council business, but not on the agenda. Is there anyone that has public comment this evening? Uh, give me one second to give everybody the ability to unmute themselves. Everybody now has the ability to unmute themselves and address council. Okay. I don't see any public comment. All right, then we'll move on to new business. Is there anyone on council that has new business this evening? Okay, I see no hands. Mr. K, do you have any new business? Uh, nothing new, Madam Mayor, other than just a very quick update on the COVID-19 response. And, and as you're all well aware, um, this continues to affect um, a great range of the city services that we provide. You heard a little bit from uh, Mr. Keenan this evening about the impacts that that is having on our budget, and we'll continue to address those as, those as we go forward. Um, we are trying to work within the governor's executive orders, uh, working to the best that we can and as much as we can, but also respectful of those orders and trying not in any way to violate those. So we will continue to do that. It will have some impacts. Uh, we've had a couple of missteps or, or at least we weren't quite clear, I'll say on the order. And uh, we had an interesting one over the weekend on yard waste collection as an example. 
uh, where our first interpretation and certainly under the first order, we were not permitted to do that service. And it was subsequently clarified that that is an allowable service under the composting and recycling provisions of the executive order. And uh, Katie Geyer, you all know Katie is our communications uh, coordinator. And uh, she has been very active on social media, sometimes I think 24 hours a day, uh, but she has put out some uh, rather interesting and hilarious in some cases um, posts. And the last one was about uh, the error that we effectively made or having some fun with us making an error in that and then switching that decision. Um, it gained and gathered a lot of comment, uh, almost all of which was positive. It actually gained us a number of followers, which we love because people can actually then get the updates from us on Facebook. And it also was picked up on some of the local media, such as MLive, um, carried even there to make sure that people were aware of it. So we've had some good stories um, and we certainly, I'm sure we'll make some decisions and change decisions as we go along, uh, but we'll do the best that we can under the situation that we all face. Thank you. Okay, great. Thank you. Anything else? All right, then seeing none, we're adjourned. Thank you. And we'll be together um, for the, you know, the budget work session next week. Thank you very much and we'll see you then. This program is presented by the MCTV Network, a service of the City of Midland, Michigan. This presentation coincides with programming on Midland Government Television, covering government affairs in the City of Midland.